0: Welcome to Fast Times at d and High, where Hudson's mom has got it going on. I'm your host, Persephone, and I'm joined by our players. Ren.
1: Hey, I'm Ren, and I play Cecil.
0: Nuance.
1: Hi, I'm Nuance,
2: I play Suri. Caro. Hi, I'm Caro, and I play Ollie. And Elise.
3: Hi, I'm Elise, and I play Hudson.
2: All right, let's start the
0: show. Last time on Fast Times Z. A challenge was issued to the students of Varnum Correctional Facility. Gizmore, the headmaster of Lochmorton Academy of the Arcane Arts, invited the school to take part in a festival they were banned from 50 years ago. But it is all as it seems. Cecil senses something amiss while making new friends with Top Hat and Ben, while also struggling to connect to Silver, the android made by Dr. Havisham. Kenneth and Manette ask Hudson and Ollie to talk to Ned, and once again the episode ends without combat. Will our heroes ever fight again? Will they garp at each other for even more episodes? Tune in now to find out on this episode of Fast Time Z. Dragon,
4: dragon ball, dragon, dragon ball.
0: Sorry. Yeah, um, my, uh, real name's, uh, um, Boomer, I guess. Um, well, not my real name. Uh, my real name's Batista, but no one calls me that.
4: Do you go to Lothmorin?
0: How How do you know that? How, how th- am I being watched or something? Is it, oh, is, no, uh, no, uh,
4: uh, you know, I'm not, I promise I'm not a creeper.
0: Okay, is is there anything that you can say to, um, back that up there? Um, just, uh, for my own personal, um, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit now, um, I, uh, okay, um, Mm.
4: You were in the auditorium today.
0: Wait, you go to Varnum? Yes. You're in, you're in Reyna? Yeah. The the like chances of that happening are very, very low. You know that, right? I, like you
4: In fairness, you're the one who asked to call.
0: I I mean, I I did, yeah, but um right. Hi, I'm Boomer. I said that. I'm um, Uh right. Um Suri, you're Suri. That's your name.
4: As much as Boomer is your name?
0: Uh, um Oh, well, what's your full name? Uh,
4: oh, right, you did... Uh, Sissa. Oh, uh, uh... That's... that's pretty. Thank
0: you. Um, you're, you're welcome. Um, so, I was at your school today. That means... that means you're coming to the... the festival, right?
4: Yeah! Yeah, we just learned about it today. I mean, well, I mean, I learned about it, uh, last year, um, because I used to go to Havisham, um, but... That's a long story, but yeah, we just found out that 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 we're going, and um, that sure was a gift that you gave us.
0: Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that they made it sound like it was so beneficial, and now I'm like realizing it was... Uh, Maybe insulting. Um, I'm sure
4: your heart was hearts. Wait, wait, wait! You you're
0: you go to Varnum, so I really shouldn't tell you any of this. I um. Uh, fuck. I mean, um, I mean, sorry for swearing. Um, I do that a lot. It, it's
5: uh, okay. Um, I, I, I,
4: this is weird. Maybe this was a bad idea.
0: Maybe it was. Um. Uh, well, no, no, it wasn't- it wasn't a bad idea. I mean, I'm just, um, uh, I'm, I'm really loud and, uh, a lot sometimes, and I'm sorry.
4: We've been friends... gosh, I think I wrote my first fi- I was 10?
0: Yeah, that's- I was probably like 11.
5: Um, but, like... Well,
0: when I did my first piece of fan art, anyway.
5: And you, you were you know, so good
0: even um, back then though. Um, that stuff's really not like a part of my every well, it is part of my every Oh everyday. yeah,
5: no no, nobody uh, knows about even that here it. either. I can't uh-uh.
0: Right. Okay, good. We're on the same page. People um, could
4: read and then know and then see my face and then
0: Uh Uh Sir 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 Sissa. Um, uh SOS I mean, sorry. uh I mean Yeah Um We're gonna be in the same place next week starting Friday.
4: We are!
0: Yeah. Uh, I think your school's supposed to arrive well I don't actually know. Is it Friday or Saturday? I, I, I don't know for sure. I, I, don't, but,
4: I don't know. We haven't gotten um, like uh...
0: You're supposed to be here for three well two full days but I think you're supposed to come the Friday before um, but um, did you want to, um, meet up?
4: Yes! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <gasps> I'm gonna bring- I'm gonna bring that print that you sent me for my birthday last year. You're gonna sign it. But um, like, secretly, uh, secretly, it's okay. I, I'm not gonna show it in front of anybody.
0: Okay, that- that- that, uh, that could be fun. Um, yeah, that- that could be a lot of fun. Um,
4: but uh, you said- you so, said you were having a problem?
0: Uh, I- I was gonna tell you, but, uh, you- you go to one of the other schools, so I shouldn't. But, uh- But it
4: sounded like it really bothered you.
0: It, uh, it really does, um-
4: Chinny, I don't cheat. You know
0: that, right? Um, so a lot of people here are planning on, well, the, it's about the, you know, the whole magic exhibition yeah. thing that, uh, everyone's supposed to be doing. Yeah.
4: The one we um, just found out about.
0: Yeah. Well, um. They have been planning to invite Varnum, I think, for a long time, and, uh... Purposely, I guess, didn't give you enough time to prep, and then... I think... We're supposed to show you all up, or something? I don't- I don't understand it. It's... Um...
4: We kinda got that.
0: Yeah, but... Uh... Can we talk about something else? Uh, just- just be careful at the school, okay? Like... I don't know... Things are... Things have been really weird here lately. Um... Like... Really weird. And uh... I- I don't know. I I don't always know what's going on. And... The principal's acting up weird, and- or... The headmaster, anyway. They get mad if you call them principals, but... Um... The head mistress seems fine, but uh, the rest. Um, you know, I'm just not really sure what's going on here anymore.
4: You're not. You're not gonna do whatever.
0: Um, no. I'm. Uh. I, uh, can't. Um, I, I wouldn't. But they wouldn't tell me anything if they were gonna do stuff, because I'm sort of. A good uh, person? Head boy?
4: <laughs> I would have guessed! It's not-
0: it's not that funny. It is kind um, of funny. Is- is- it, but, uh, <laughs> That
4: explains that AU art you did. No. I think it does.
0: No. I'm pretty sure it does! It doesn't. I think it does! Okay,
5: um, it's been, um, uh, 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 mm.
0: fine. Yeah, fine. Totally did. Fine. I'm a stereotype. What do you want from me? No. No. I think... I mean...
4: I don't think Varnum has anything like a head boy or head girl, but... I don't actually know if I would be in the running. I don't know. You're not a stereotype, Jenny.
0: Right. Uh... You know, I actually, uh... I don't think this was a mistake. Honestly, um, uh, talking to you in person is, well, not in person, but, you know what I mean, it, it, it it's nice. It is. Um, uh... You've
4: been there for, through, you've been there for a lot of stuff for me, and I know I kind of dropped off the face of the planet, uh, these past few weeks, and now you can guess why I didn't want to tell you, because... I mean, if you were from Reyna, and would know. But I swear, it's not whatever you're thinking it is. It's not- I'm not like that. I just...
0: Uh, sorry Yeah? You don't need to explain yourself. I, uh... People are different everywhere. Just because Varnum has a reputation doesn't mean that, you know... I just, uh... You don't need to explain yourself. I- I understand. Um... You know, Lothmorin has a reputation for like being perfect and shit, and it's uh, there's a lot of assholes here, um, like a lot of assholes, um, and a lot of assholes who lick other assholes and not just. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't mean literally. I I mean figuratively, and uh, maybe literally. I don't know what the other students do. I'm, I'm not here to shame.
4: We're not here to shame. Remember. We had that whole thing.
0: I'm not shaming them for the sex part. I'm shaming them for the metaphor. You know what? Um, (laughs) This is so different different
4: when it's not over a chat. (laughs)
0: Yeah. What? Do you enjoy seeing me flail? Is that, is that? I'm not
4: seeing it yet, but yes. Mm -hmm. This Uh, is funny. This is funny.
0: Fine. Fine. Fine, I guess it can be a little funny. It's
5: a little. Funny. Um.
0: Anyway, now uh, that we have each other's phone numbers, uh, do you wanna like talk tonight about the, uh, you know, dojin we were gonna potentially do together? Yes.
4: Oh, I still have the scripts.
0: Okay. Um, we should talk about it because it's been a while since we like looked at them. We should. We should. Um, Oh. can you get to a computer soon?
4: Yeah, no, no, I'm actually, I'm about to go out, uh, but I'll be home tonight.
0: Uh, around what time?
4: I don't know. So I'm not actually home? So, okay, actually, I'm not, so I'm not at home. It's really complicated. There was the hospital and then my parents and then...
0: The hospital? uh, What? There was just... What happened at the hospital?
4: Oh, at the... My parents... I'm staying with a friend right now. Um, so I actually...
0: Oh, that's probably good, because your your parents are... Well... Yeah. I'm just going to stop talking because it's probably not nice to insult someone's parents over the phone. So, um...
4: I mean, that kind of never stopped you before... Well, the phone is new.
0: Uh, you know, you, you. God damn it! I don't normally get flustered. E- fucking a. Um, damn it. Fuck. <laughs> okay. No. What? The-
4: <clears throat> I've got to go meet Ali. Okay. But I'll try. I'll talk to you tonight. Uh, I don't know the next time I'll be at my computer, which is where I've got everything saved.
0: All right. Uh. Who's Ollie?
4: Ollie is one of my new friends, uh, coming to Vernon, I just, uh, you're going to meet everybody. You're going to meet everybody.
3: Everybody? Well,
4: I mean, uh, they're, uh... I have friends now, Chenny, and it's really nice.
0: I'm really happy, sir, Sissa.
4: Thanks, Batista.
0: Oh God, don't call me that. Call me Boomer, please, <laughs> okay, boomer. please, God. <laughs> No, no one, no one call me Batista. No, no, it's bad. It's bad enough when teachers do it. It's just, it doesn't sound good. Um, thank you. Um, uh, okay, well, you um, have fun with your friend. I'm going to uh, stop hyperventilating and get out the phone and not hyperventilate more. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a thing. Bye. Bye, I really like talking to you. And with that, we come to the end of the
2: day. Ollie shows up to where Suri is. And Suri is grinning ear to ear.
0: This is like two seconds after the conversation finished, so Suri was still looking at her Chris phone.
2: Hey. hey, Uh, you look happy. I just talked to, uh...
4: So my only other friend, besides you all here, uh, we've known each other for, oh gosh, since since we were 10, Um, but only online, uh, because they, um, he, I guess, because he uh, does fan art for all of my, oh, does fan art for a lot of fan things on the internet? Okay, um, uh, but, um, I got a message, uh, on, on, uh, a chat service that we use, um, that's not affiliated with any kind of, like, fan website or anything, um, and, uh, asking t- to talk, cause I guess something's going on, so, oh, um, did you know, do you, so there was, uh, Penny? From Lothmorin. Yeah. So, you know the other guy on the stage? Right. That's my friend. Oh. But I didn't know that at the time, because we I hadn't think I'd ever talked. I I tried to
2: sell him ever. drugs. But then... What? Yeah. I think we met at the party for, like, a minute. You tried to sell him drugs? Well, actually, I tried to just give him drugs. Like, I don't understand. Elmer had already bought them. What, what,
4: what do you. Like, you were delivering them for Elmer? Like, did he. He give them? To, like, was he, like, hand these
2: out? Uh, no. Sorry, uh. I kind of thought you knew. I didn't know that at all.
5: Oh. You.
2: Okay. Um.
4: I... But you're straight edge. I-, I looked that up. The, the, the marks on your hand because they seemed important I don't yeah so how can hey I'm sorry I'm there's some I'm, I'm missing something is this like is this like the whole
2: crystals under your arm that first day no this is my life.
4: I didn't know. I um, can see that. Are you okay? Um, like do you need help? Is <laughs> someone uh. like making you? Uh, I don't know what I could do, but anything
2: Ollie looks I, I, away from Suri, looks down at the ground. Um. Listen, uh. I'm not a great person. And, um. Sorry for making you think that maybe I was. I'm. No, no I'm gonna go. I, no, but.
4: Wait, wait, wait a minute. That's not what I was saying either. I just... I mean... And Suri honestly has no idea what to say.
2: Ollie... ...nods. Looks a little resigned. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, I... uh... Don't worry about it. I'm used to it. Ollie, you're my
4: friend! I'm just... Can I talk to you tonight?
2: I'm really gonna go now. Bye. Ollie walks off. And...
4: Suri, who had been... Just grinning ear from ear to ear just a few moments ago, uh, stands where stays where she is and just looks devastated.
0: And about ten feet away, Hudson, you find Cecil with your chicken bag.
3: Hey, Cecil. I've been trying to find you all day, and I'm so sorry. I took the chicken with the backpack and then I couldn't give it back to you. <sighs> but I found you. So you can have your backpack. It's full of poop, so I think I'm just gonna get you a new one. <sighs> Thank you so much for looking after Ted. Hudson opens the backpack just to quickly check on Ted again.
1: Is Ted. Ted.
3: I think Ted's ready to go home but he's okay
1: Ted
0: looks up at you with small but big for a chicken black eyes and goes buck, 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 and starts pecking at the bag
3: I figured he was just gonna stay in my room and like go outside every now and then yeah do, do you have
1: you, you know proper habitat material you know your mom can probably Yeah, 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 if you have uh, clover in your yard, uh, you know, make sure that he gets some, some good, uh, ranging time and some bugs yeah, and things. Yeah, I think I've seen, like,
3: movies with chickens.
1: Hi! You know what, I'm gonna send you some links. <laughs> yeah, um, you can keep the bag, but I I, I do kind of need my, my pl- planner out of, out of it. Cecil kind of pulls some stuff out of it. Yeah, this was poorly thought out. Okay. Sorry about your stuff,
3: but thank you so much for looking after Ted.
1: I can tell he really likes you. No, problem. I just I just I just want to be clear to you that even though Ted's a magic chicken, Ted still needs regular chicken care and food. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dougie will help me. He'll know what to do. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, bye, Ted.
0: And Cecil, behind Hudson, Silver is approaching. He walks up to you.
1: Hello. Cecil just kind of has a little nervous breath hitch.
0: Hudson, I see that you have found your second chicken. What? Your chicken. Your your second chicken.
3: Uh, I think I only have the one chicken.
0: Oh, this I suppose te- that is true. Because the other. One I would love
3: two chickens in. though. What? What? Huh? I don't know.
1: I would love to have two chickens though. The look on Cecil's face at the idea of having to go get another chicken.
0: Cecil, may I speak to you? Uh, me? Yes. You are the only one here by the name of Cecil, as far as I know. And Is I have the, the entire bank of the school roster downloaded into my brain now from this morning. Y-
1: y- yes, yes. Absolutely. What, what what would you like? Hudson, would you mind
0: vacating the immediate area?
1: Oh yeah, no problem. Thank you. I'll go say hi to Surrey. Hudson leaves. Cecil's eyebrows raise.
0: I would like to talk about what happened earlier. Okay. I am experiencing what I have found out is known as continued hurt and anger.
1: I... I d- didn't mean to cause that. I... sorry?
0: When you imply that I do not have emotions, it hurts my feelings. Especially when you imply that I do not have sadness. When I expressed sadness to you all, not even two days ago.
1: Cecil's just kind of looking around nervously. Uh, Silver, um... I... I really didn't mean to imply that you you didn't. I, I was just trying to get more for Infermi- Silver I don't know much about you and I didn't want to mess anything up so I was just you know asking a lot of questions before I made any assumptions and, and I guess the questions inherently themselves were offensive and I didn't mean to be
0: if you would like to get to know me You should try to get to know me as a person, you know, with thoughts and feelings. Would you ask someone who you know is a typical humanoid if they felt emotion? You did not wish to learn about me, the person. You wished to learn about Silver, the object. And until you learn the difference, we cannot truly be, as Hudson put it, buddies. And you were supposed to
1: be my first one. Cecil is just stunned. And now looking down at their shoes. I suggest
0: that you think about this. I will be going now. And Silver starts to walk away.
1: Uh, Cecil lets it happen. Cecil's not really one to chase somebody down when they're trying to leave. But definitely kind of like leans up against the lockers
5: and
1: just sighs.
0: As you lean against the lockers, running Silver's words through your head and just feeling, you know, despondent, you notice um, from where your locker is that the front door is open. There's still students around. It's not that long after school has ended, but Not as many as there were, like, 10 minutes ago. And when they open, there is a familiar face. A tall half-orc with pointed ears and pale green skin, um, dark hair that weighs down to his shoulders, and thick, dense eyebrows over very, very, very bright gray eyes. And you recognize... Your brother, Conrad Oleander, your older, well, your only brother, but your eldest sibling who recently went off to college. If you remember, your mother said that he would be stopping by tomorrow, but it appears he's there early. And when he walks in, he spots you and gets a really bright, happy look on his face and runs up to you.
1: Cecil upon upon seeing him you know make sure that he has uh, you know clear clear eyeline and will quickly sign what are you doing here
0: uh, Conrad signs back I came early so that I could see you
1: and because Cecil is emotionally compromised right now just hugs their brother
0: Conrad takes you into his arms and just squeezes the life out of you. He gives like the world's best hugs. In fact it sort of reminds you of your father's hugs before he died
1: Cecil you know hugs for an appropriate amount of time for people to hug and then kind of uh, taps Conrad on the shoulder
0: Conrad knows the the way this goes and knows how you are about touch and immediately lets you go and signs. So mom said that you were having some trouble. That some stuff has happened.
1: There is a pause and Cecil kind of meets Conrad's eyes in what what Cecil hopes is kind of a Guarded look, kind of like darting around the the hall, and then just signs. I'd like to talk about this anywhere but here.
0: <laughs> All right, um, we'll go somewhere else, and um, he offers you his hand.
1: Cecil, take it,
0: and you start to head for the entrance. So. It is Monday. Which of you actually remembered to go to detention?
1: I did not because I'm grounded.
0: So none of you remembered to go to detention.
2: Oh, can I can we roll a intelligence check to see if we remember?
0: In Ollie's case now, everyone else share damn it. Damn
2: it. What? That's one of my better stats. God damn it.
0: I'm just kidding. Go ahead and roll. Everyone. Okay. Holly, what'd you get?
2: Uh, I have an 18 on the die plus two, so I have a 20. Okay. So I rolled a 17,
4: but Suri is going to deliberately skip detention. (gasps) She is so upset about everything that happened right before. She's going to think about it and then just be like, oh no, no, I can't. I ruined everything. And is going to head to Hudson's
3: house. Hudson? I don't know what the DC on this is, but I got a nine. Hudson's High five! I also got a nine! (laughs) Hudson
0: and Cecil are both lost in their own thoughts for a very different reason. For very different reasons. Hudson has a chicken, and Cecil has emotional trauma.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Also, his mom said to come home right after school, and he's not going to- not listen to his mom Mm -hmm. so (laughs)
0: Cecil after your brother Conrad picked you up from school he took you for a ride in his Lima which is our version of a Pinto in the world of Cisternia it's it's a hooptie it's a big old beater car and takes you downtown and pulls into the parking lot of Peril's Pizza. Now, you've been to Peril's Pizza before. I'm not sure there's any teenager in cadence that hasn't been there at least once, with the exception of maybe Surrey. Um, It is the best damn greasy pizza joint in the entire city. And you walk up and there is the sign that has been there for as long as you can remember, which is of a half-orc, a cartoony half-orc and a cartoony elf holding a pizza pie in between them on a box and above them is the tagline, Peril's Pizza where the crust is always on the bottom, the cheese is always on the top, and the calzone switches
1: I'm s- s- silently flailing as much as possible without smacking into my microphone so our our crust doesn't get mad at me <laughs> <laughs>
0: Rude, rude.
1: Wow.
5: I guess this is
0: where we tell everyone that listens to the podcast that bread is now code word for bottom amongst the podcast crew because of our audio editor. Thank you, Derek.
5: Yeah, Derek.
3: Derek. Derek. Derek.
0: Derek. Anyway, um.
3: Derek. Derek. So. All
1: (laughs) right, I got weird today. We're
0: all weird today. So. Cecil, you walk up with Conrad, and Conrad signs to you. Do you remember when Mom used to bring us here with Dad?
1: Cecil kind of closes their eyes for a minute. Sighs and just signs back a very
5: brisk yes.
0: Uh, Your brother... Sort of um, realizes that he's been insensitive and says, I'm sorry, Cecil. I. You work through a lot when you're not around it all the time, you know?
1: That's fine. Is <laughs> the very brief sign back.
0: I meant, I, well, all I was trying to ask, he signs back to you, was, are you okay to come in here? thought it'd be a good, nostalgic place.
1: Cecil realizes that they're being kind of a, a jerk and tries to relax a little bit. Yes, it's fine.
0: So you walk in. Uh, Perilous Pizza is a very classic Sort of diner setup, even though it's a pizza place. There is a black and white checkerboard flooring, um, red plastic seats. There's a vintage sort of wraparound um, bar where there are two people working behind there. There is a waitress going between tables. And Cecil, you recognize that behind the sort of counter, bar counter, um, are Wilhelmina Jordan and Heather Schaefer. Wilhelmina is a half-elf with brown skin and long, straight, light brown hair, and is working at the cash register and is sort of counting out money from the morning shift, or rather the lunch shift. And Heather is a half-orc. She has very long tusks that reach up to the very bottom of her eye, but one is broken off. So there's a jagged point on the other one. She has a scar across her right eye, um, but it's not closed or anything. It just goes right through the middle. Um, very tall, broad-shouldered, dark hair, and a ponytail. It reaches about to her waist. And... You know them both because you used to come here a lot and because they were close with your father.
1: Cecil hasn't been in here since, so there is a a brief pause at the threshold of the door, but just kind of goes in and tries to be fine.
0: So you walk in the door and the pair behind the counter look at you and do a double take and Conrad gives a small smile and a wave. And Heather, the half-orc, who is about six foot five, bounds over the countertop, just, just full on puts her hands on the top and just like twists her body over it like long jump runners do, and runs up to Conrad and picks him up in a huge hug, like a very, very strong hug. Though they're about, they're only a few inches off in height. Conrad's about six feet tall. But Heather dwarfs him horizontally. Like she is about two across what Conrad is, because Conrad's pretty lanky, and just lifts him up into the air and squeezes him. Conrad, I haven't seen you in so long. How have you been? Uh, Conrad sort of flails. Conrad flails in Heather's grip unable to sign because his arms are just pinned to his sides.
1: I'll, I'll, C- Cecil will kind of peek out from behind Conrad and catch Heather?
0: Wilhelmina. is he- the one at the Oh wait, are you trying to get the one behind the bar or The one that is the, currently hugging. Okay, that's Heather.
1: Okay. Cecil will kind of peek out from behind Conrad and catch the the eye of Heather and say he, he, he can't respond. What was that? Oh, Cecil, I haven't seen you in so long.
0: I didn't notice you there since you're so small. Puts down Conrad. You don't like hugging, right? Is that still a thing? I...
1: Holds out their hand for a handshake.
0: <laughs> Heather looks very sad and takes your hand. Takes it. Uh, don't pout! You know it's annoying when you pout, Heather. No one asked you, Wilhelmina! Wilhelmina walks around the edge of the bar and comes up to you. It's been so long since we've seen you, both of you. I'm glad that you're here. How long has it been? Two years?
1: Yeah, about, about, about that much. How's your
0: mother doing? Yeah, how is your mother doing? We haven't heard from her in a while either. Last time was, well, she called us to tell you- Well, she called us to tell us about, um, well, you know, the pronoun change. But that was the last time we heard.
1: Right, um... She's she's good, you know, working hard.
0: Is she working herself to death again? She is, isn't she? How many times have we told her that she doesn't need to do... Heather, why don't you bring them to your seats? Heather, please show them to their seats and chat with them. I'm going to make a phone call. I'll be right back. Uh. And Wilhelmina walks off and Heather's like, "Uh, I wouldn't. (sighs) Whenever she gets her head into doing something, she's gonna do it no matter what. Um, Why don't we get you two seated and get your warders in, huh? And we could chat a little
1: Oh yeah 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 um, right.
0: Conrad seems ecstatic and like signs back to um, Heather on Heather I was here uh, right before I went off to college and Heather like, smiles at I'm yeah but you only were picking up like you didn't do a party or anything but I mean I guess it would be hard you know well. Anyway, let's not dwell. let's let's get you to your seats. And uh, she brings you over to a diner booth, red vinyl seats, and has your seat. So do you still have your usual or do you want to try something new? We have uh, you know, rat poison pizza if you want to try that.:
1: Cecil will look at Conrad and shrug and kind of sign your choice.
0: Uh, Conrad signs back, what is rat poison? Is it like literally rat poison?
1: Um, what is rat poison?
0: Oh, rat poison is just, you know, it has a kick to it, like rat poison.
1: You know what, sure, if that's what you recommend.
0: It's the special of the week, I'll be right back. And goes off, Conrad signs to you with a worried look in his eye. Um, you remember how Aunt Heather gets creative in the kitchen? And that Heather has to hold her back sometimes?
1: Mm, Cecil will sign back. Yeah, but I, I don't know, it's kind of comforting.
0: Signs back, tell that to my stomach later. Oh God. Roll a perception check, please.
1: Oh no, I'm so bad at these. Oh, I got a 19 on the die! That's 22! Woohoo!
0: With a 22, you can hear the faintest sounds of an argument happening in the kitchen. I can't believe- I cannot believe that she wouldn't tell us that she was struggling again- Heather, they can probably hear you- I don't care. She didn't answer all 14 of my calls. What What probably am I supposed to- be busy. Too busy to answer the phone for one of her oldest friends in the world. Too busy. Hmm? Hmm? When she's been clearly just avoiding us so she doesn't feel- mm. You know how Cecilia is. Yeah, but just- I, I need a moment. I need a moment. Might as well make an even 15. I don't- Don't tell me what to do! Okay.
1: Cecil is pointedly trying really hard to make it look like they are not noticing that there's something weird going on for Conrad's sake and starts launching in uh, with signing as as best as they can the very complicated story of going to the park Mm -hmm. and needing to start a new school.
0: Honrad listens um, without saying a word for as long as you talk and then at the end frowns and looks pretty sad it signs back to you you know dad wouldn't think any less of you for not going to Lothmorin, right?
1: As another Cecil looks down at their feet moment and then signs back I don't really want to talk about dad as much as you seem to really want to talk about dad
0: Conrad sighs alright but you know that I almost went to the conservatory right
1: you could have gone wherever you wanted you're very good at everything
0: um So Cecil's still looking down at the table, and Conrad reaches over and tilts their chin up to make sure that you're looking at him, and signs, We're just different. That doesn't make you any worse than me. Don't compare yourself to me.
1: There's a pause, and then... Fessel just continues with the story like they weren't paying any attention, and then after that first day in the detention, and you know they made me write lists of what was going on with my life, and that was that was a lot, but I did make a couple of new friends, and a friend who is kind of, mad at me right now. It's hard to explain. What happened, Silver? Well, they. They, Silver's kind of a foreign exchange student and I wasn't sure if in Silver's culture there were certain things and so I was asking questions to make sure that I didn't offend them and the questions themselves were offensive and now they're mad at me and that was kind of when you walked in. So Uh... it's been kind of you know good on the one hand because i've got a couple of of new friends uh, top hats really neat and ben is but but silver is <laughs> oh my
5: mad god at me.
3: fucking cool oh my god
0: everyone <laughs> listening to this should see the reactions of the party members that look so brutal right now
2: who is monster no, I now? I was expecting it. I was entirely expecting it. Who is monster now? We went on a fucking chicken heist together. Jesus Christ.
1: <sighs>
2: <laughs>
1: I Wasn't done, but okay. Everyone, really? everyone, everyone just doesn't ever let Cecil finish and just assumes <laughs> the worst. Just assumes okay, the well worst then, of Cecil. Okay, are you gonna finish? <laughs> No, Cecil
3: was
4: done. I don't remember where the fuck I left off. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cecil. Oh, you, Silver, ben, you mentioned you like, Silver. Was, Silver. There was,
0: there, you said Silver and then stopped. I assume yeah, you were done. Yes.
4: You've not mentioned Unc. I, or anybody look, else. Just
1: because Ren was scrambling for names. Um, <laughs> well, well, Silver is the one that is clearly on, on Cecil's mind the most. And obviously trying to explain what's going on without giving away all of the other weirdness around it so definitely fumbling over the concept of foreign exchange and then realizes that they have kind of rambled on too much with the explanation and then stops so that conrad can give any sort of input here
0: conrad signs very simply did you apologize
1: cecil thinks I did but I don't think it was a very good one
0: why wasn't it a good one
1: well I said the words I'm sorry but I think I didn't quite understand until they were so mad at me that they stomped away why I had to be sorry
0: so you said that they came up to you after school and were talking to you right before right Did you give an actual apology then or did you just say sorry when they immediately got upset with you?
1: No, I said sorry the second time. I don't think I said sorry the first time. I don't remember. It was a really long day.
0: Well, do you know what you're apologizing for? Offensive
1: questions.
0: Yeah, but do you know why they hurt this friend of yours, Still hurt?
1: Yeah, because the questions were Making some assumptions about It's really hard to explain, Sylvan And here's
0: your pizza! Heather just manifests right next to the table And lowers the largest pizza you've potentially ever seen It is huge Like, if it was a size, it would be super-sized And on top of it are about three inches of toppings. um, Some of which look normal like onions, peppers, jalapenos, all of that. But then there's a few things that you're not so sure about. Some sort of vegetable that's speckled in white and then some sort of meat you think that looks like a cross between eggplant and beef. Rat poison. The daily special. Thank you. You're welcome. Be careful. It has a kick. Uh, Conrad signs at her. Does that mean it's spicy? Uh, Heather smiles. Sure. Enjoy. And scurries off to the back.
1: Cecil will sign to Conrad. At least it doesn't look like it can literally kick us.
0: Conrad signs back. I'm not so sure. It looks twitchy
1: says so we'll start to eat which generally kind of puts a pause in conversation cuz hands stuff that. Roll in a, face. a
0: constitution check.
1: Oh fuck.
0: Actually, roll a constitution saving throw, rather.
1: Ha! Sorry, I just totally spiked. Um <clears> Ha. <throat> <huh. laughs> I got a nat 20. What? what? Yeah, 20. Also, this is my highest stat, so
0: so you bite into this pizza and it's fucking incredible it tastes like nothing you've ever tasted before it's both rich and meaty and whatever that speckled vegetable is tastes slightly sweet and there is a kick to it and it's not necessarily spice it's just sort of like when you take a mouthful of horseradish and it sort of kicks you in the nose it's like that except not as painful
1: Ren loves horseradish, and now Ren is very hungry.
0: Your brother, on the other hand... Oh, no. Conrad takes a bite of the pizza and turns ghostly white and puts it down on the plate slowly and looks at you. His eyes start to water and tears run down his cheeks. And he signs, I'm not sure I can eat this. It feels like I'm going to breathe fire if I open my mouth.
1: Cecil, who is on second piece already because teenager metabolism, just looks... Sets the pizza down. Signs, I'm so sorry. We'll go get you something else.
0: Uh, So Conrad... Sign starts to sign back to you and then opens his mouth to get a breath of air because it's overwhelming him so much and literal fire pours out of his mouth and into the air And he squeaks and closes his mouth Conrad like keeps his hands over his mouth and then signs quickly after removing them. What the hell just happened? Heather Yeah, what's up and Heather comes Uh... out?
1: Oh, and just points to Conrad.
0: Conrad opens his mouth and another burst of blood <laughs> comes out. Oh, yeah! Wait, wait. Did I give you a Dragon's Breath pizza instead? Oh, I can't remember. The f- recipes are so similar. Is there, like, Dragon's Blood herb on that?
1: Cecil looks down at the pizza.
0: It might be the thing that you ate that you're not sure about.
1: Cecil shrugs.
0: Well, shit, that ruins the surprise for next week's special. God damn it. Uh, you should be fine breathing fire for, like, you know, um, five minutes to six weeks.
5: <laughs>
0: Conrad signs, what? Yeah, you know, like, five minutes to six weeks. Usual amount of time.
1: I need. A... I. Thank you. Welcome. And this will sign to Conrad. I'm sorry, I don't have anything for this. I'm not that kind of druid. Oh, I wonder if Suri's home. Yeah, it's too bad you're not no, friends. No, just... <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> Conrad signs back to you. I have to burp.
5: Uh, maybe do it. In-
0: he burps, and the entire room fills with smoke. Uh. So Dougie comes and picks you up both from school.
3: So, Siri, I wanted to talk to you about a couple things, if you don't mind. No? Okay. One. Uh, Kenneth came to talk to me today about Ned. I guess he's been acting uh, real, like, sad and stuff, and he's, like, not responding to Kenneth or Manette in text messages, and they're really worried about him. So I told him I'd talk to you because I know you you two are, like pretty good buddies right you and ned
4: yeah yeah no we are oh but that makes sense after everything that happened oh yeah oh
3: i don't know it didn't really seem like ned wanted that so i don't know if he feels bad that he's got like a creepy demon guy in him or I don't Even know. if it's not his fault, he still probably feels guilty about it. I would. It's, it's pretty weird. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. Except one time in this movie, and he just like starts kind of prattling off about a movie.
4: Uh, Suri will let him ramble for like a good 30 seconds, and then we'll try to kind of gently course correct back to the uh, conversation. So, so what did Kenneth say?
3: Oh, he just asked if we could check up on him. And I said, I don't really know Ned, but that I have a friend that really knows Ned. And that I would talk to you about it, so that you could talk to Ned about it. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'll, um...
3: I'll, I'll definitely check in on him. Thank you for letting me know. Yeah! I should have thought about that. Well, if Ned's having a hard time, you're a really good friend. So, like, I think that would help. I'm not as good at friends as you think. Well, that brings me to my second question. Are you okay? You've been like, mad quiet this whole time. Uh, I'm
4: not, I'm not the one...
3: Uh, I don't get to be not okay because I was the one who was a jerk. What, did somebody tell you that you're not allowed to be okay? Because that's not okay. And Suri also gets a- an
4: expression on her face. It's the expression of, I know exactly where this came from, but to keep talking about it just is going to make things even more complicated, so I'm gonna file this under things not to think about for a little while and put that into a nice tight box and throw it into a deep well. Um, it just- well, I mean, when you really hurt somebody that you really, you know, like um and then you don't get to 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 you're not the you're you're the her not the her And the herters don't get to you know feel bad about themselves for it you you gotta work on fixing it you don't get to just roll around feeling sorry for yourself
3: i mean I can't stop myself from feeling things? I guess if you can, that's pretty cool. Uh but I can't no, mostly just
4: I, I mostly just tell myself that I'm bad for feeling that way.
3: But if you feel bad because you you hurt somebody, you can always apologize, you know, like it happens. Sometimes there are things that just apologies don't fix.
4: Sometimes sometimes you're not even Things are really complicated.
3: Yeah, I always feel that way. Uh. But, like, so... I hurt Cecil's feelings, and I apologized to Cecil, but, you know, we still gotta work at being friends again, you know? But you gotta start with the apology. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I just...
4: I'm also... Have you ever known that you... Whatever- have you ever known that you did it wrong, but you're still not quite sure how to feel about things? What? Okay, that was probably a complicated
3: question. Um, if I did it wrong, but I didn't know how to feel about doing it wrong? No, 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 um.
4: Hudson? Yeah? Did you know that- Ollie sells drugs?
3: Oh. Yeah, that's how we met.
4: Sorry, double takes.
3: Uh, What? Yeah. Uh, He'd come to a lot of the parties that, like, my buddies and I would go to, and and they'd buy drugs off of him. Uh, We didn't really hang out much, but he was always super friendly. I never bought anything, but my friends seemed to like him just, just fine, you know? He's cool. Except one time my friend Chad got mad at him. I don't even know why. And then Chad tried to, you know, he tried to, like, hurt Ollie, and then that that doesn't go well, and I didn't like it, so. Uh, well, your friend Chad sounds like a jerk. He's, you know, he's a, a whole person, and I love Chad. He's my real good buddy, but sometimes he gets a little rowdy with the little guys, and I don't think that's cool, you know. So I just got to step in when he gets like that.
4: So for somebody who just hurt Ollie, Suri is sure looking real uh, displeased at the fact that somebody else tried to hurt Ollie. But, you know, she's going to give herself, you know, three or four seconds with that and then just be like,
3: I. Did he try to force you to buy drugs or something? Is that why you're sad? What? He would never. No, he would never, ever. Okay, Sorry, I'm trying to figure out why you're sad. Did he hurt you? Never. Did he make you do drugs? No. Oh, Ollie would never
4: do any of these things. And oh, was that all reverse psychology, Hudson? What?
3: No. I could put this car in reverse, but then I would crash into the car behind me. I don't think we want that. Uh, uh... So now sorry, he's going to, t- again,
4: take like five, five to ten seconds to grapple with the idea that maybe Hudson is a secret genius. And then set that aside, uh, because that's a mental tangle she is not prepared for. So, where I grew up, which isn't a great place, um, drugs are just, they're bad, right? They're always bad. And, and... If you're involved with them, you're bad. But Ollie's not a bad person. Are doctors bad?
3: What? No no, of course not. But doctors give people drugs all the time. Hudson well, seems to be taking this very seriously. Like, this is not just conjecture on his part. He's just like, wait a
4: minute. Does that mean like they do? Doctors. But are they're different. No, doctors, they're. Um, they give drugs because people are,
3: are hurting or, or need help. Yeah. Sometimes. Then uh, sometimes people take those drugs and it hurts them, you know? And then sometimes people take the drugs that Ollie has and that makes them happy and then they're not in pain anymore. That's a really good point. I never thought of it like that. I do not recommend trying Elysium though because you will get in so much trouble. It's fun though. But so much trouble. Hudson, I really, really,
4: really messed up. Oh. It's okay. is your friend, right? he was. I don't know if he wants to be friends with me after this. I don't know if I'd want to be friends with me after this. I'm really judgy. Oh no, she's been judging him too. Oh god, she's been judging Hudson so much. She is super judgy. This is just... She's having several different epiphanies and none of them she comes out well in, in them.
3: Well, if he was your friend and you wanted to apologize... I think he would have to accept it if he wanted to really be your friend, you know? If you're making the but effort. what if he doesn't? Oh, I don't know. That just doesn't seem like Ollie to me, though. Plus, who wouldn't want to be friends with you? You're so cool. Thank you, Hudson. Yeah, look at how much you're worried about it.
0: At that point, your phone rings. Hello? Hi, um, hi, it's Boomer, um, from earlier, um, you said to call back for the... thing. Right, yeah, oh,
4: sorry, um, I was just, uh, uh, I don't have anything from my computer. My computer's at home, at my parents' home, and I'm not staying with them right now.
0: Um, we could form a new plan instead I mean we wrote those when we were like what 12 um why don't we uh we can do you have access to a computer
4: uh let me see Hudson are there extra computers in your house uh probably I, I probably have access to a computer we just have to scare one up I think uh, could we ask Dougie? Would Dougie know where all the computers are?
0: You knock on the window divider, um, that's separating you from Dougie. Normally, one of the drivers would take you, but your mother specifically requested Dougie to make sure you didn't try to weasel out of anything. You know. Uh, yes, Hudson. Can I can I assist you with something?
5: Uh, do
3: we have any extra computers at home?
0: Um, we have... Quite a few, actually.
3: Oh, would it be
4: alright if I used one?
0: Used one? I'm sure that Typhysia would just give you one.
4: Oh, I have a It computer. might be, we,
0: we're not the most technologically savvy. I mean, we have a lot of technology, don't get me wrong. But the spare computers, we can probably give you... Um, I think the most powerful one is Typhysia's old computer that I factory reset. It's about, it's it's pretty old though. It's about six months old. I, I'm sure that's fine. We can just give you that.
4: My computer at home is, is I got at the beginning of middle school. So I think that one would be fine. Um, I don't even, like, I don't need to keep it. I just, I don't have access to a computer while I'm not at my house. Um,
0: you have a computer from middle school. That's so,
4: from middle school. That's so expensive. Computers are expensive. It's okay. I just, I, I don't mind. I
0: Dougie starts roll. rolling up the window.
4: <laughs> it's fair. She's going to keep protesting until the window is closed. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
4: I have a computer, I guess, that I'm going right. to use.
0: All um, right. Then uh, I'll call you back when you get it. Okay, tonight? Yeah, all right. Oh, great, great. That rules. Um. Roll a perception check.
4: Seven.
0: You hear in the background. Oi, Boomer! You flirting with your girlfriend? Not, not my girlfriend. Shut, shut up. I, 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 I gotta go, sir, or sister. Oi, oi! You got yourself a little girlfriend then? No, no, I don't. Shut up. I'm gonna ha- go. Ha-ha. Bye. Just gonna you
4: know, sink into her chair. It's totally fine. People make fun of other people all of the time. That's clearly what that was. Just making fun of everybody. Uh, Hudson, Holly, you don't have a paper bag she can breathe in, right? Do you? I have Cecil's no. bird bird crap-covered backpack. <laughs> Thank you, but no, she doesn't need uh, that much. Nope, everything's fine. Zero problems for Siri.
0: And with that, Dougie takes you the rest of the way home. So, The next day comes, it is Tuesday, the second day of school of the week, obviously. And more importantly, to those of you who care, it's the day for sports auditions, particularly the jousting team, and of course for Hudson, the wrestling team. You all arrive at homeroom at seven o'clock, the first time you've all seen each other since some of the awkwardness the day before. How does this go?
3: Uh, Hudson gives Cecil a new backpack. It is um, definitely like a little worn, but clearly one of those like super expensive like hiking type backpacks. You know, like the what are they called? Like the Fox Raven backpacks that people have. I don't know,
1: um, but it's like so they're called in this world. Apparently.
3: Yeah, it's like a Fox Raven hiking backpack. Uh, it's got like a bajillion pockets it's got water bottles whatever the fuck sockets water bottle sockets um that's where you put the snaff it's where you put the (laughs) snaff uh and he's like I'm so sorry uh, about your other backpack so uh this one's a little bit used but it's what I had uh so thank you so much for looking after Ted he's clearly so happy and he loves his new haircut uh Ollie did a great job with his
2: feathers.
1: This is a really expensive bag, Hudson. This is even nicer than the LL Legume backpack that I've had my eyes on. Oh yeah,
3: well I have a new bag, so I figured that like, you could use this one. Unless you wanted the new bag, because you can have the new bag, and I'll use this one. Uh,
1: this, is, this is a really nice brand.
3: Oh well, yeah, I'm not gonna get you, like, a
1: crappy backpack. That would be me. I just thought you were gonna clean out the other one.
3: I don't know how to do that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's fair!
0: Classes continue as normal. Suri, you no longer have any other classes with Ollie except for homeroom, except for homeroom. So you go to your new Religious Studies and Faith Magic class. Um, That is held on the first floor. You walk into the classroom. It has about 15 people in it. Um, And at the front of the class is man of about middling height, maybe like 5'10", 5'9", has silver hair. It's cut pretty close to the scalp, but not so much that it's a buzz cut. Um, has like crow's feet around his eyes, um, but very, very full lips and is a half-elf. And he turns to you and says, Oh, you must be the new student. Sir Assistant Descazzi, right?
4: Y- yes, sir.
0: Right. I'm going to be a religious studies professor. I'm Luther Sage. If you want to just have a seat in one of the empty chairs, uh, we'll get started.
4: Thank you. Glad Thank to have you, you here. Class.
0: She, she
4: gives a, a tiny smile uh, and a small nod and slips into whatever chair is closest so that she doesn't make a spectacle.
0: Cool. And so you have your first... Cleric studies. Or you'd rather you have your first religious and faith studies. It's not cleric class, but it might as well be cleric class. The day goes on and on. Ollie, do you at any point reach out to any of the players or talk to any of them? Fuck no. Are you mad at all of them? Yeah. 100%. What the do do?
2: Like, not a single person has checked in, asked Ollie how he is, ever, and Ollie's just done. He's fucking I mean, fed up.
0: None of them have any way of knowing that, but okay.
2: He's a teenage boy!
0: <laughs> okay, so Hudson and Ollie, you have played Work 102 together, and um, you're in class. You are signed as each other's sparring partners. Um, and you're being watched by one of the upperclassmen. In this case, it's Kenneth. All right, you two. Um, no one's supposed to actually get hurt here. Your blades are blunted, but they can still bruise. Be very careful. Um, Ollie, you all right?
2: What? I'm fine.
0: You, you seem Fuck kind off. of off.
2: i fine. Uh...
0: Alright okay. then. Um no Hudson Wait. What? You are not going to fight with a classmate if you're in this kind of mood. You can go sit on the sidelines.
2: What? Cool. I'm not in a mood. Ollie drops the sword. Wait. Walks away. Ollie. No,
0: Hudson, you're you're not in a mood, but Ollie just swore at me, so
2: Oh. Well
3: maybe he's not okay should go check up on It's him.
0: fine. The teacher will check on him in a second. He knows that if I sent him away, there's something up.
3: Hudson looks All right, forlornly um, over at Ollie, he's sad.
0: Looks like you're sparring with me instead of me watching, so.
3: Part of the plan.
0: <laughs> Probably not, not with Kenneth. Oh, okay. All right, so, um, this is Blade Work 101, but you're holding that sword like it's an ax.
3: Oh, I guess it's not. He try- he moves the he moves the sword and then he just holds it like an axe, but in the other direction, like on the other side.
0: Uh, Hudson, that's that's. Try this, Kenneth demonstrates how you're supposed to stand.
3: Okay, Hudson. Hudson follows. Does he wrap his arms around Hudson?
0: No, <laughs> he <just> not <laughs> Not yet, anyway. He's just sort of demonstrating. Right. Roll a performance check to see if this actually works. I know Hudson used a sword in combat once, but never said if he used it right.
2: That's a two.
3: Um, so total, it would be a six.
0: Hudson, you have no idea what you're doing. You did use a sword once in combat, but you definitely have never been trained to use one. He
3: used it like an axe.
0: <laughs> um... Okay, we're we're not covering, uh, act stuff until, uh, okay, um, I can't believe, uh, fuck, he walks over to you. I'm going to adjust your position now. Um, okay. So he uses. He puts his hands on your arms very fucking nervous you can feel him shaking and moves them up and into the right position um you you also you you need to spread your legs wider
3: okay Um, hey hang um, on yeah
0: not not that wide just just (sighs) he puts his hand on your hip and like pushes it just slightly inward and then like jumps away. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Let's let's uh, let's go through forms now. Um, y- yeah. Just just stay over there. Um, I'm gonna be here. Um, Hudson, six feet away. Hudson yep. kind of
3: looks around like, just a little perplexed. Like, oh, uh, okay.
0: Just just follow what I do from over here.
3: Uh, okay.
0: So Ollie, you go to the sidelines where there are bleachers. And a few minutes later, Jane Rixley, the Soarin' coach, jogs up. Hey, why aren't you practicing?
2: Uh, Kenneth sidelined me, because I used to fucking swear.
0: Well, you're in a mood. I say fuck all
2: the time. Why is this a big deal?
0: The swear isn't the problem. It's your attitude that's the problem. No one's gonna let, no one in this class that's one of the upper levels is going to let you go into combat with a student with a pissy attitude.
2: You're right, tell you what, everything's fine. How can I help?
0: By not lying.
2: Ollie just all smiles, like walls up as high as you can possibly go. He looks jovial. How can I help? What do you want from me?
0: Less bullshit.
2: It uh, doesn't really seem like that's actually what you want. So, you know, figure it out. I'll be waiting for whatever you would like me to do.
0: Jane crosses his arms and just stares at Ollie, unblinking, because he's Park Bird.
2: Ollie just stares back, smiling.
0: I can do this all day, kid.
2: I If you'd like to. I mean, I'm just really here to make everyone happy. So,
0: all right. Let me know I'm what not I can do for this. Go to Ember's office immediately.
2: Okay. No problem. Holly smiles and walks off. All right.
0: It's after school. Hudson You go to the gymnasium. Now, you've been to the gymnasium before because the weightlifting room is adjacent to it. The Varnum Gymnasium, like a lot of the school, needs some funding and repair. Um, The floors are... The laminate on the floors has come up a bit. Some of the paint from the basketball court is a little bit messed up. Even the bleachers look a little rusted. But you go in... And there are about 15 people, most of them students, that are in front of you. Um, Some of them are still in their regular school clothing. Others have changed into wrestling uniforms. At the head of the class, in one of the uniforms with a number on it, not a spare, like the many people trying out have on, is Elmer. And Elmer is talking to Jane Rixley. Uh, From the looks of it, you can tell that if... Elmer isn't the captain. He's at least the vice captain. You also see in the bleachers, sitting at the top, glaring at you with crutches, is Grange. Next to him is his girlfriend, Matilda, but Buster's nowhere in sight.
3: Uh, Hudson will ignore them for the time being.
0: Cool. What do you do?
3: Uh... If we're not lining up for anything, he's just going to go say hi to Elmer. You
0: walk up to Elmer, who is talking to Rixley. Um, Their conversation finishes up right as you get there. Elmer turns and sees you. Well, hello, Hudson. What's up?
3: Hey, I didn't know you were on the wrestling team. That's so cool.
0: I'm the captain.
5: What?
0: I mean, where else would I go? Bunch of sweaty men grappling with each other? I'm all about it. What? Nothing. Anyway, are you trying out? Yeah. Really? I would have taken you for a not a
3: wrestler. No, man. I've always been a wrestler. Uh, I was on the varsity team back at Cartwright, but you know, I haven't been ugh, practicing for a while, so I don't know how I'm gonna do today. Ooh,
0: competition, competition. You love to see it. Well, Kenneth will be disappointed, but, you know.
3: Did he want to be a wrestler? And he didn't make the team?
0: I don't think wrestling is exactly on his mind, but maybe a derivative?
3: Oh, like boxing.
0: Sure. Anyway, enough talking about Kenneth and his um, confusion. Why don't you go change in the locker rooms?
3: Hudson does that.
0: So you go change into one of the spare wrestling uniforms. It is a wrestling onesie in the Varnum colors, which are red and white or red and silver. This happens to be red and white because it's easier to print. And you come back out and people have started lining up.
3: He goes to line up.
0: So one thing you note is that the Varnum school wrestling team is not gender locked. So a lot of the people trying out are women or of an undisclosed gender identification that you don't Mm -hmm. know because you haven't talked to them. But the way that this is going to work, there will be three matches. The results of these matches determine your position on the team. In these three matches, you will be making grappling checks. These will be based off of your athletics. You will need to exceed the athletics of the person that you are grappling with to succeed in the match. If you succeed, your chances of getting put on the team are higher, if you lose, your chances are lower. The final match will be slightly different in that that match you will make two grapple checks. One to grapple your opponent and another to pin them. That clear?
3: I think so. Cool.
0: So, Elmer claps and says, "Chop, chop, people, get in line. You know where you're supposed to be." Can we have the first pair up? And the wrestling matches start. So we're not going to bother with the other matches because who cares about our non-PCs? Let's start with Hudson's first match. Your first opponent is a half-elf, about the same body type as you, but a little bit shorter. And you face each other on the map. Go ahead and make your first athletics check.
5: Oh, fuck me.
3: It's a nat one, it's a six total.
0: Okay, well, interestingly enough, uh, your opponent got a two, but still beats you. So this, this half-elf, grabs you faster than you could even predict and just sort of floors you instantaneously knocking you to the ground and elmer goes called all right the fold of you could uh pot and we'll get ready for the next pairing uh the half elf shakes your hand on the way out and gives you a smile and then goes to line up again next A few matches later, it's time for Hudson's second match. This time, you are up against a half-orc girl. She has a white ponytail and yellow eyes, and she looks like she's raring to go, just all energy. All right, Julia, try not to break this one. No promises! Bounces back and forth.
3: Okay. Um... Well, Hudson's doing this. He's like, he's polite, but he's also very serious because this is like his favorite thing in the whole world. Um, Okay. 18 total.
0: Julia lines up against you. This'll be fun, pretty boy. Yeah. Elmer says, go. And she tackles you to the ground. You two brawl for a second. (laughs) and then she comes up on top and just pushes you down. That was very fun. Wow,
3: you're really good.
0: I mean, I do all right. And that's that match. Hudson, Julia, get up. Julia helps you get up.
2: Nice meeting you. What was it, Hudson? Yeah, nice to meet you too, Julia. Nice
0: to meet you too. And um, she bounces away. All right, next. Time for Hudson's third and final match. This time you will make two rolls. The first will be to actually grapple. The second will be to keep your opponent down. Your third opponent is a wanton t, dude. He has short black hair and a smattering of green scales and slit pupils for eyes. You ready to go? Yeah, I think so. All right, Emilio Hudson, let's go.
3: Okay. I got a 15
0: Emilio faces against you gives you a bow first thing which is not something the others did and then Elmer calls the match and you two both meet in the middle and grapple each other going head to head it's a dead tie neither one of you can get the can get the drop on the other one, I'm going to have you roll again, because it was a tied roll.
3: Come on, Hudson, make mama proud. So Hudson's really worried about his buddy, Ollie. (laughs) and he can't get his head in the game, he got a
2: five, no, sorry, he got a seven. (laughs) Yeah. Don't put this on Ollie, no. Mm-mm. It's not your fault, so, it's Hudson's fault mm-hmm. for being worried about you Ollie.
0: start a falter, <gasps> and then Emilio gets to drop on you and pulls you to the ground and pins you. Now, roll the last roll, because okay. the last one was a tie, to see if you can get out of it and pin him instead. 16? Hudson, you fight back with all your strength, but Emilio keeps you down, and you lose all three matches. Oh, no! All right, that's everyone. The match is called. Everyone line up again. So everyone lines up. Elmer stands in front of all of you with Jane, and there's a few other members that are already on the wrestling team. All right, we will have the results for you later this week. Uh, Good showing out there. Um, Proud of all of you. Thank you for trying out. And remember, if you don't get in, there's always next year.
3: Okay. Hudson looks devastated. (laughs) Uh, And he's gonna go change. Probably not talk to anybody. (laughs) Cool, so you start changing
0: in the back room. Um, other people start to come and go. Just as you're about to close your locker, it slams shut. What the hell was that crap? <sighs> and standing next to you is Grange, crutches and all. Ugh,
3: it's the last thing I need right now. What, what do you want?
0: Really, cause I think the thing you need right now is a win. Cause uh, you didn't.
3: Yeah, no you didn't, I, I noticed, okay?
0: Well, you know, I'm kind of glad. Maybe it's a little bit of karma, considering I can't play now because I got my leg broken.
3: You got your leg broken because you were mean to Ned.
0: Oh, boohoo. Well, yeah. Who cares about the pipsqueak?
3: I do. He's a person. It's your
0: choice. Uh-huh. And being a person means that you have to care about someone.
3: Y- yes
0: <laughs> Listen here, you little bleeding heart. You're not even good enough to get on a team in a shit school like this. Or How's that feel?
3: Maybe the people at this shit school are really good at wrestling, and that's not nice to say about them either. Huh? Julia was awesome. She kicked my ass. Fair yeah, and square.
0: Julia is awesome. Yeah. And you're not.
3: I'm not mad about losing to a good athlete. I'd be mad to lose to you you're a jerk.
0: Oh, do you wanna go right now? You wanna mess with me?
3: No, you have a broken leg. What is wrong
0: with you? I can still fuck you up.
3: Okay, I'm gonna walk away now.
0: (laughs) Uh, Grange slams one of his crutches in front of you and knocks you back into the locker. You'll leave when I say so.
3: What do you want me in the locker room for, Grange? I have to go be sad about this now and you're not helping.
0: Oh, you just wanna go and be a little crybaby, is that it? Kinda! Wah, wah, wah. Poor little pretty boy suffering. Wah, wah, wah.
3: What are you even doing here?
0: I'm watching tryouts so that I can actually play when I get back.
3: Okay, good for you. I hope you make it on the team.
0: I'm already on the team.
3: Oh, okay. Dumbass.
0: Oh, I was here last year, I'm like you.
3: Oh, okay, that's true.
0: Yup, not too quick on the uptake, are you?
3: just stares at him in confusion like he's really not sure where this conversation is going
0: i'm just here to remind you this is my school and you're still too shit to even be a part of it have fun being a loser okay
3: thanks that was really nice you're a great guy i hope you're happy
0: i'm fucking ecstatic
3: Yeah, I can tell, because you're being a huge jerk about it. It's your favorite thing in the world, is being an asshole. I don't get it.
0: It really is a lot of fun. You should give it a try sometime.
3: I have way better things to do than be a jerk.
0: Oh, do you really?
3: Yeah. Like, have friends who like me?
0: I have friends who like me. He smiles at you.
3: Okay, well go hang out with them. If you love him so much, Hudson (laughs) tries to leave again.
0: (laughs) Hey, I didn't say you could leave yet.
3: Is he stopping me? No. Okay, Hudson just leaves.
0: Oh, what a... Fuck you too, buddy.
3: What an asshole. Hate that guy.
0: And so, tryouts end. The rest of the week comes and goes. On Thursday, Hudson, the tryout results get released. And as expected, you are not on the list. Uh, Elmer sees you go up to check the list when it's put up and pats you on the back. Um, rough showing out there, Hudson. <gasps> I'm, I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, you're not wrong. It's disappointing.
0: Um, maybe, uh... Look, there's always next year, and, uh, I mean, some of the teammates seem to like you well enough. You could ask them for pointers. You know, if you need some help.
3: Yeah. Hudson's, like, tearing up.
0: (laughs) Oh, don't cry. Don't cry. It's really not worth it. We're not even allowed to compete with the other schools. We're basically a club at this point.
3: That's not fair. You guys have some really good wrestlers on your team.
0: Yes, but no one wants to do sports with delinquents. The only exception is the jousting team, and they're not, um, except for Kenneth, they're not exactly great. So...
3: Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I would have loved to compete against you guys.
0: Well, you did. So... Yeah. Look, look. I hate to see a pretty face get weepy. So.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm just really. I just really love wrestling.
0: I mean. You could always try a new sport. You could try out for jousting. They have second round auditions tomorrow. Well, not auditions, sorry. The gay is coming out. They have second round <laughs> tryouts tomorrow. <laughs> we'll join another club.
3: Yeah, thanks, Elmer.
0: I know Kenneth would love to have you. He's the captain of the jousting team.
3: (laughs) He'd love to have him, wouldn't he? I've never really jousted before.
0: Well, if you can ride a horse.
3: Well, I guess I've ridden horses before.
0: Then why not give it a shot?
3: I guess. I'll think about it. Thanks, Elmer.
0: You're welcome. Mm, I'll see you around Hudson. Don't be a stranger. Just because you're not on the team doesn't mean we can't be friends. All right?
3: Yeah, I'd love to be your friend.
0: Good. He claps you on the back. Now take your pretty little face and run along. You don't need to dwell on this.
3: Hudson leaves, but he's definitely dwelling on it.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. So I didn't even think of this, but is Hudson going to try out for the second round of tryouts for the jousting team?
3: don't know I also didn't think about it he might just like out of politeness for Elmer for trying to cheer him up but like after that whole thing Hudson is in a he's in a bad place
5: so
0: before we get to Lothmorn, there's a few little things we need to go over Sir Sissa please give me an investigation check All right, uh. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. So you keep trying to get a hold of Ned, um, and he avoids you for a few days. You do finally manage to corner him on Thursday. You get him just before he's about to leave his locker, and you sort of sneak up on him or as much as Sir Sissa can.
4: Ned. Oh,
0: oh, oh. um. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. You, um, you scared me. Hi. Um, uh, um I, I really, I, I need to get going, so. Wait, um, just please, please,
4: one minute. Just just one minute of your time, I, I, and I, then I'll, I, I'll let you do whatever. I really, I really don't have time. Please, um, Ned. What is it, Suri? Look, I, I know that what happened in the train and graveyards was scary. I don't want to, I don't want also not t- your fault.
0: I don't want to talk about no, it.
4: You're... I just want to let you know that I still really like you and I still think you're cool and and I'm worried about you. How can you because... still think I'm
0: cool? I hurt people. I caused an avalanche that or whatever. It wasn't you. No, it, it was me. That It was me, Suri. I'm telling you that right now. That's me. Always it's always
4: been me. Uh, I'm really lost and confused about good people who do things that I, I don't. I know you, okay? I know you, not not well, not as not as much as I'd like to, but I do. And no, now you really the...
0: know me. I gotta go. I gotta go, Suri. And, go, the... and he runs He's... off. Please, I'm
4: so
2: bad at
0: this. Ollie, what do you do in this week?
2: Ollie is going to spend all of his time on the two missions that he has. Mission number one, which he got from the principal, of finding out what's going on with Lothmorin. Um, what they might be doing for their
0: You haven't been part. able to find anything because you haven't been able to get access to the school yet.
2: Okay. Um and the other thing that Ollie's going to be focused on is uh, trying to find out about Ned. Um, and because Monette asked him to. And he is going to be doing as much research about the heroes as he can, hoping that there's something in some of the texts that might give him an idea of what's happening with, with Ned.
0: Okay. Um, so you're basically trying to look up information about what could possibly have gone wrong with Ned. Yeah. And focusing on the heroes and stuff in relation yep. to that. Okay, um, could you roll an
2: investigation check, please? You bet.
0: We'll say it's one for the week.
2: I have a 15.
0: With a 15, you look into the heroes to find if there's anything that could possibly be related to what's going on with Ned and the heroes. You find absolutely nothing. There's no sort of, there's texts of them dealing with like demons and creatures from like other realms and stuff but nothing in particular related to a possession or anything. Um, You also figure out as you're reading these that a lot of these sound like they may have been overblown or changed through the years. Like there's a lot of um, conflicting information on various sites and books um, that you can find. Um, However, you do find a text in the library that is part of the Holy Shit series. Yes. It's called holy shit The Underfay uh,
2: Okay, alright
0: It's a very short book written by Thaddeus Bernstock. and in that it's all about theory of a place that may or may not exist called The Underfay a realm that's between the realms of hell and the Wild. Thaddeus cites a bunch of uh, sources of people saying that they've traveled to these different planes and which don't match up with descriptions of any of the other known ones, um, alongside descriptions of changed elves um, that have been either sent to the Feywild or sent to other realms that have come back a little different. The thing that pops out to you most in this book of just wild conjecture theories, it's the idea of the changed self. There's a mention very brief mention that some of these reports state that individuals who have traveled to the underfay have potentially come back different either carrying a different set of traits or a different personality or often breaking from one into the other similar hmm. to what you would see with possession hmm. but again the and book even it, has like, disc- physical
2: appearance changes
0: no okay and again the book is wild conjecture it even has a disclaimer at the beginning which has like because of the publisher this has been published as a book of hypotheses not even theories and there's a small note on the other side of on the other page on the opposite side which is a dedication and it says this book is dedicated to the assholes at my publication company who wouldn't let me fucking print this as fact it's all true damn it Thaddeus Bernstock
2: man i want to try to contact thaddeus Bernstock.
0: okay um there's no information there's information about where he lives in the book you and you've read that before in the yeah. book about the heroes he lives in requiem
2: can i send him a letter or something
0: um there's no address in there but uh you can always scry and see that if he has an author's website or anything
2: yeah fuck, fuck it
0: cool i'm not gonna make you roll for it So, you scry and you do find an author's website. There is a contact me form. Uh, There's no address, but there is an email.
2: Um, I am going to fill out that contact form and I'm going to put the unabridged entire story of what's been happening to us in there, telling him everything.
0: Wow, what a betrayal! Okay, and you hit send? Yep. You an automatically ping back on your email saying, thank you for contacting ThaddeusBurnstock.com, otherwise known as HolyShit.com. Perfect. The author will get back to you shortly if he has time. Otherwise, thank you so much for contacting us and have a wonderful day. Perfect. All right, Cecil, you.
1: It's, it's Thursday now, you said?
0: Um, well, I'm asking everyone what they did in a week. So those just happen to be on different days. So So this is Wednesday, Thursday is really all that's left, unless you do something else on Tuesday. Because Friday, you're leaving.
5: (sighs) Okay.
1: Cecil has primarily been just trying to get by without upsetting anybody else and getting more detentions and becoming more frustrated Cecil does eventually return Suri's texts on Wednesday and there is just a very brief back and forth about the plans for going to Lothmore Cecil didn't outright mean to ignore everyone's texts basically from Monday to Wednesday but didn't just didn't look at their phone and does eventually text Ollie just a very brief small talk bit. Doesn't text Hudson, still feeling weird about the chicken, and doesn't try to bother Silver. Generally, they are working on their proposal for their independent study with Jell and going to lunch with Unc Top Hat and Ben.
0: Hudson, are you there? Right here. What do you do? Or I should ask, do the others respond to these texts?
2: Where are these
3: text
1: messages?
2: You don't get one.
3: Oh, that's right. My mom has my phone.
2: <laughs> Ollie not only does not respond, but leaves you unread.
1: Like, unread, or that you have read it but you're ignoring? Unread. Unread, okay. Uh, Hudson does not ask fair. It's, it's what they did to you.
0: Hudson didn't get a text, so Hudson doesn't need to respond here. Sorry. She and Cecil chat for a little bit. Just,
4: um, we're going to be in Lothmore we should probably take that time to look around. If people still want to do
3: that.
1: Wednesday, the day that Cecil does eventually look at their phone again. You know, because they've been spending time with their brother at home and trying to not suck up to their mom but do little things to make up for their outbursts. so like they've cleaned the house they've you know done a bunch of small things and when Cecil pulls out the phone Wednesday before school they do a very very cursory scry just like a little bit of base information about Swordtooth.
0: So, you're searching for information on mm-hmm. Oriana? Roll an investigation check for me.
1: 17.
0: Um, with a 17, you find a plethora of information. Um, so, Oriana Soretooth was the founder of Carthrite um, and one of the great heroes of Arya. However, she wasn't from Arya, she's not an Aryan. She's actually from Array, the rival country from the War with the Fell. She used to be one of the Beast King's top generals, but defected at the urging of Izadiah Varnum in a story that has never been fully disclosed or fully realized as the truth. Um, after doing so, she helped bring about the end of the war um, and also as an agent of the heroes found out about the betrayal of Lathias Bonecrag, who was the mouthpiece for the Cult of the Fell and one of the advisors to the king. She had had those um, sort of concerns before the heroes went to Array, but that's what ultimately convinced her to join. Uh, you also find out that she built, or rather had Carthright built on the border of Array and Arya to serve as sort of bridge between them. And Carthra- Carthright still accepts about half Eurasian students and half Aryan students. It's one of the only schools to do so.
1: Okay. So Cecil, you know, takes all that in and starts wearing shirts that are loose enough that they can pull the sleeve over the bracer. ...because they don't want awkward questions. And... Be- so Cecil can't remove the bracer, correct?
0: Cecil can remove the bracer. It just can't be more than five feet away from you at any time. Or ten Okay. Feet. Five or ten feet. You'd have to check your header.
1: Okay. Before bed, at this point, Cecil has taken to removing the bracer... And just sort of saying out into the void. I don't know what kind of thing this is, or if you're some sort of ghost that can see us, or... I, I don't know. So... We're gonna try to do the thing, even though we don't really know what the thing is. Still not quite sure you didn't pick the wrong person, but okay. And then sets it on the nightstand and goes to bed. There's just a lot of like awkward micro conversations to the idea of of like force ghost oriana sword tooth. <laughs> just shooting the idea out into the ether. Cecil, Ugh.
0: please give me oh, a no. nature chat.
1: That's an 8 with a plus 4,
0: so 12. So, you start saying these things, talking to the Gauntlet. Just expressing all your concerns and worries that you're not the right one for it. And as you're talking, the Gauntlet's crystals start to glow. This warm, golden light. And you hear a deep, resonant voice. Call out, I don't make mistakes Eek. and then silence as the gauntlet goes dim
1: OK I'm sorry. <laughs> that that that's that's, that's week. <clears throat>
0: Hudson
3: Um after the appalling tryouts that he did sorry, after the appalling tryouts, uh Hudson Definitely loses a lot of his sunshine. Um, he gets quieter and sadder. Uh, if he sees people, like, if he sees the group in homeroom and stuff, he'll say hey. But then he just doesn't say very much else. Uh, his roots are starting to show by the end of the week. Um, like he, It's clear that, like, from the platinum blonde, it's like this dark, dark brown hair roots are starting to come in. Um, periodically at lunch, you might see him eat, like... Ice cream, or, like, you know, carbs. Hudson has not been going to the gym. He's just very disappointed in himself. Uh, he is technically grounded by his mom, but he seems to have made it worse for himself, like, voluntarily, you know? Uh, so, like, when he gets home from school, uh, he doesn't hang out too much with uh, Dougie or or anybody. He just kind of goes to his room.
0: And with that, you all go to sleep. For tomorrow is a new day. The day you all go to Lothmorin. What secrets await our heroes? in the School of the Magical Arts, and inside its towering walls of crystal. Tune in next time to find out on Fast Times at d High. This has been Fast Times at d High. I'm Persephone, and you can find me at Persephoroth everywhere online.
2: I'm Caro, and you can find me on all the things at Caromers spelled with a zero. I'm Nuance, and you can follow me at Shatteraven,
4: R A V Y N, on Twitter, and Books and Lunch on Twitch. Check out Dungeons and Dratini's, my Pokemon homebrew.
1: I'm Ren, and I live on Twitter at Atomic Firebird. I'm also at Make Believe Live on Twitch, where I run indie system one shots and do a weekly interview show.
3: I'm Elise, several sentient otters, and I am not on the internet. Don't at me.
0: You can find all of us on Twitter at Fast Times DD. If you want to support us, please visit us at patreon.com slash or ko fi.com fasttimes DD. That's D, the letter N, D.
4: If you want to know more about the world, the players, or the characters, check us out at fasttimesdnd.com. That's, again, D, the letter
2: N, D. Written transcripts of our episodes are provided by Nuance Vivian and Adam Robertson. If you want to help us out, leave us reviews on iTunes and comments on Podbean. Five stars only key things.
1: Fast Times at D&D Highs and ArcanaCast Production. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Our editor is Derek B. Perry. Our theme song was produced by Derek B. Perry and Ashley Abbott. Our background music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and David Feslian, licensed under Creative Commons. Find individual track listings in our show notes.
3: And that's all the things. Still don't at me. Tune in next
0: time to see what our heroes get up to. Bye.